This is Geek Gab with your hosts, Dornall and me, Daddy Warpig. We are back. Geek Gab for Saturday, October 9th, 2021. Dornall, how was your week? Hey, man. My week has been busy, albeit not for anything related to the geek gab i've been house hunting for the past couple of weeks i don't know if if i mentioned this the past few episodes but it's a vicious market out there and it's a seller's market for sure but i've had enough of renting and i'm one of the fortunate people who can scrounge up uh, enough money for a down payment so uh, i've been busy i've been busy and i'm pleased to uh, inform you and everybody that I did actually find a place. I plan on closing on it next month. So that's what's going on in my life. I'm really you found excited. That perfect golden spot of land that every time your eyes lay upon it or rest upon it, you can hear the course of the angels descend from on high. I do the chorus of the angels sound here, but as you may already tell, my voice is is fractured today. I've had the voice gnomes come on and steal my voice. That's what I figure. Sorry, man. Did the angels throw you off guard? Is that what it was? I was trying to. I was thinking that's pretty over the top, and and then I thought, yeah, that's that's Daddy Warpig, all right. <laughs> he would not undersell just how I feel about uh, this thing. No, no, it's it's a really nice. Uh, it's what I was looking for in a place, and so I'm really happy about it. Unfortunately, it hasn't afforded me much time to do uh, geek gab related stuff, though. Two other things happened, and one of which we'll talk about later. Uh, I finally jumped in on the Shudder subscription for the month of October, so I'm settling in with some scary movies. Awesome. That's great. I love scary movies. (laughs) I don't watch enough scary movies. Scary is a tough word. I've, I've seen Halloween and uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I went back and visited those classics. And I'd I'd say suspenseful is more like it. It's definitely an old school kind of suspense horror, a thriller, if you will. Yeah. And uh, you recommended the Train to Busan. Yes, yes. Kore- Korean zombie flick, outstanding. You definitely didn't steer anybody wrong on that. Absolutely. And the guy who's a father, who's. Uh... You know, the bigger guy, not the businessman. He's just the best. (laughs) Yep. You got to root for that guy the whole time. Um, Yeah, it's a a good film, folks. You you should see Train to Busan. Um, It's just a good film. So second one, not as good. Second one is more of a – it's just a straight-up zombie movie. So you don't get all a lot of the cool stuff you got in the first one. Unfortunate, but there it is. Oh, well. It, it's not a bad movie. It's just a zombie movie. 
That's why I didn't recommend it to John. Yeah, I mean, zombie movies are all right. They're just not my thing. Yeah. Well. How about you? How was your week? I've done that three times now. What have you done? Started answering your question before you asked it. It's almost like we know each other so well. <laughs> um, by the way, folks, I want to let you know that just for you, our audience, I, uh, I had a mask on until the very moment before we started the show. Because that's how much we care is we wanted to stop anyone from getting the mega radio Ebola. So we put masks on until right up in front of the show. No mega Ebola for us. Good call. Um, Because that's who we are. (laughs) <laughs> Let's see. We care. Can't you just hear our caring every time we do the show? <laughs> see, now that's over the top. I had faith in you. I knew that you could definitely carry everything over the top. Um, I'll be honest, I don't remember much of this week. (laughs) (laughs) If I drank alcohol, people would take that as like a a sign. uh, A bad sign if I drink alcohol, but I don't drink alcohol. So it's not a sign of like blacking out. It's just sleep deprivation well if i know anything about you when you're sleep deprived you watch a lot of t- horrible stuff so we don't have to <laughs> yeah actually i have been i have not been watching as much as i used to because uh i've become lucid enough to read and I've been reading a bunch of stuff. Some good. No, actually, all of it's been good because when I don't find something good and I'm reading it, I uh, I tend to just walk away is what the deal is. Mm-hmm. If it's not good... I don't read it. I stop reading it. I I make the pain stop. I don't know why I keep going when I hit movies. Actually, well, for the last few years, it's been because I think I can do this on the gab. Sure. I, I don't know that I've, I don't think I've developed those instincts yet for books. Maybe as I read more books and we talk about them more on the show, I could start to do that. Huh. Overrated. Will that make me 
happier or sadder overall? I don't know. I I know that you do a lot of uh, viewing and and reading for the show, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's worth it. All the pain. I mean, there's a lot of bad stuff out there. There is. And and as glorious and awesome as the indie publishing wave has been, um, and as great as it is to see uh, indie pub taking on the trad pubs and beating the snot out of them, that means that everybody who wants to can publish a book. Mm. But it also means that Everybody who wants to can publish a book. And uh, it's kind of difficult going in to tell who's going to be any any decent or not. So you have to, you can't just go by the cover. You have to go in and give it a few pages. Uh, I give them the title, the cover, and the blurb. If they haven't at least interested me by the title, cover, and blurb, then I move on to another book. Mm. Because there's so many on Amazon now. And I will say this for the indie pub. Whether or not the blurb lines up with what's in the book, um, quite a lot of them make it make the central idea of the novel sound interesting. They have done a very good job, at least the books I've been taking it to when I can, when I'll watch the, when I'll read the blurb. Cause you gotta remember on Amazon, all you see at first is the name and the cover. Mm-hmm. So if you, if your name and cover aren't grabbing you, you're not gonna click and go see the blurb. Name and cover, that's what you've got right there. That's the only thing that you've got. Now, you can ask me, well, how much experience have you had on this? Is this based on a lot of experience or a little? Well, they have Kindle daily deals where they discount books down to like 99 cents, a buck 99, 2.99 or 3.99. Um, and it's generally between 34 and 38 books a day. And so I have been per you know, I've been viewing those books as a list for uh, two, three months now, maybe longer. So every day I automatically go in and check to see if any books I'm actually interested in have made the cut. Like uh, Rising Sun, the Michael Crichton novel, 
was on sale for two bucks day out, uh, day before yesterday. I had that on my wish list, so I bought it because hmm. it was for two bucks and not, you know, twelve. Um, so I would say that that is quite a lot of experience. You're seeing this list of cheap books, so price isn't really a factor. But all you see of books that you don't already know. Oh, look, Stephen King's The Shining came on sale for $3.99. Well, I know The Shining. I know whether or not I'm going to like The Shining. So that's not really a factor, the price there. It's only really a factor with new books, books I've never heard of before or authors I've never heard of before. Um, so I go in and all I see in new books is title and cover. And based on your title and cover solely, is what determines whether or not I'll be giving your page, your book page, a second look. And once I've decided that, once I'm curious enough to see what your book is, then I'll see your blurb and I'll read through your blurb. And if your blurb is good enough, then things like price and the publishing data, like when it was published and how many pages it has and whatever, then all that will come into it. But yeah, plus this Kindle Daily Deal is actually a good place to be in because I'm there to find inexpensive books so if i've gone to that much trouble and your blurb is good and you actually have a really good idea then there's a good chance i'll look into it i'll actually buy the book mm -hmm. i mean if it's a 99 cent or a buck 99 there is at least a better than even chance and your blurb is good and I'm not saying you sell your main book for these all the time. I'm, I'm saying on these Kindle Daily Deals, if you can get hooked up with that program, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how you would. And honestly, I don't know if it'll, if selling your book for cheap for one day will help you, will build an audience over time. I, I have no idea about that. I'm just telling you as a buyer of books, as a reader of books, this has been my experience about how I go through interacting with this program. Um, with this sales strategy or whatever the correct term is. There, there's a better than even chance. If I've looked at your blurb and it's good and it's intriguing and it describes a good idea, better than even chance at a price of 99 or a buck 99, that I'll at least buy it. Um, 
And if it's a series and there's more books in the series, I did something dumb the other day, but it's not that surprising. It was a five, no, a seven book series. Five of the books were for 99 cents. And two of the books were for $7.99. And after discovering one of the books on uh, the Kindle Daily Deal, I ended up just buying the entire series for $14.30 something. So the guy got 14 bucks out of me right there. Just because five of the books were $0.99 cents and two of them were $7.99. I just mm-hmm. bought the whole series. So not only did he sell me every single book of the series, he made 15 bucks off me. A little bit less when Amazon takes their cut, but still, that's still 10 bucks he made off me. Wow. He made 10 bucks off me just because... Five of the books were 99 cents. And I said, ah, oh, what the hell? And then I said, ah, oh, when I saw that there were two books were seven books that were scattered in the middle of the series. It's like book three and book six were $7.99. And it's like, well, I'm, I want to read the whole series. All right. And the ideas were interesting. Uh, and that's where I want to really compliment IndiePub. Whether it's the uh, skillful writing of a blurb or whether it's actually them being, um, actually having interesting ideas, uh, whatever it is there, I've run across a lot of interesting ideas in IndiePub that are more interesting than traditional publishing books that I've been seeing recently. So kudos to all the indie authors out there because your community as a whole um, is producing quality work, at least as far as the imagination is going. I don't know what that, you know, translates to in terms of good books because I don't buy all of them and I'm still working through some other things, but man, uh they're all they're apparently doing some killer knockout um blurbs to describe their ideas so yeah that's been my experience over the last three four months well and and i'm i'm glad that you said that i hope that these guys are listening because uh, a lot of indie publishers or a lot of indie published authors hang out in our chat and, and, you know, they deserve that. You have, uh, you've really pinpointed one of the good results, a consequence of the indie revolution, which is cool people like uh, Rawl coming out with their own thing and doing a really good job and, and honing their skills uh, in, in all things, not just their writing. Speaking of which, hey, what's up in the chat? Hey, Carlos, uh, Ardenon, Rawls hanging out. Hey, thanks a lot, guys, for the congratulations. I hope you guys uh, have been keeping cool or keeping warm and keeping safe. And, and the best thing about this is, is 
about this is that my experience was purely as a consumer. It was purely me trying to find books that I might like. Um, I didn't do this as some kind of cold-hearted research project. I just did it, and this is what it was, and now I'm, you know, telling you. Um, Rawl has a villa story out, it looks like. Uh, The Perils of Sasha Reed. So, you know, maybe go check that out. Um, I have not liked Villa. I do not like that program. Uh, it's, It's the fake cash thing. And I did not like Microsoft Points when they were doing Microsoft Points back in the early days of the 360. Really disliked them. Hmm. And uh, that's one of the things I loathe about greedy scammer scum micro payment dudes on mobile. Is because it's always the same thing. You use real money to buy the fake money. Um, so you so they can try and hide how much money you're actually spending. Uh, and I just I was so very happy the day Microsoft got off that bandwagon. Um, speaking of Microsoft, hey, hey, big news from Redmond. Now, is my big news the same as your big news? Yeah, they've. Uh, I believe so. They've announced Windows uh, 11. Yeah, Windows 11 is out. It's out. It's being installed, and there are a lot of apparently driver issues with hardware because it started being installed this last week. Uh, it's barely out. I mean, it's fresh out. Um. And gaming rigs in particular are seeing 15, 15.15% um, performance hits uh, from Microsoft 11. And a lot of uh, AMD chipsets, um, that's who I mean, right? Graphics cards? Mm-hmm. Uh, are just not supported at all and won't even run under Windows 11. Now, they may be supported quickly. They may be supported in a matter of weeks or in a month or so. I'm not saying they will never be supported. I'm just saying right now, Windows 11 is in early adopter phase. If you're a gamer especially, it's sudden death on your hardware. Um, so if you have built a fine-tuned box that is super fast for gaming, don't install Windows 11 yet. (laughs) Uh, wait until the driver issues and everything are cleared up. We figure out, we, they figure out exactly what's going wrong. And uh, 
and stop the bug bugaboos from bothering all you guys. Because as I said on Twitter, nobody deserves this kind of heartache for installing a new operating system, even PC users. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> Yes, but I was being very sincere. <laughs> I'm like, you guys don't deserve this. You don't deserve this level of heartache just for installing a new S. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of... Uh, and then a couple window, Windows users snapped back and said, I, and I'm going to say, you may think that's mean, but you should have seen what the Linux people were saying. <laughs> they always have it. You know, I have something choice to say about Windows. Um, man, I I appreciate the fact that you've got uh, options, but man, Linux people drive me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, you definitely don't deserve this. So wait till they've got some of these issues ironed out and your uh, turbocharged... Uh, liquid nitrogen, you know, fractions of a of a degree above zero supercooled uh, gaming box, which is an impressive feat of hardware. I'm not taking that away from you. Uh, that is an awesome gaming rig you've got. Just wait a little bit before you uh, get it set up to run using Windows 11. The, the Windows users, by the way, their comments were, yeah, every odd-numbered Windows has sucked, so we were due for another one. It's <laughs> kind of true. And I'm like, I will take your word for it, sir. <laughs> I don't know that that's true or false, but I will take your word for it. So that's actually just more of a heads up than anything. I'm not trying to make fun of Windows. I'm not trying to make fun of Microsoft. As those of you who haven't upgraded in the last four days or whatever, uh, don't. <laughs> don't. I, on the other hand, um, have been recklessly upgrading critical hardware on the first day. And I mean all the critical hardware I own, my iPhone, my iPad, and my watch, my Apple Watch. And this is not a brag. I'm not bragging about Apple and pounding my chest and saying, see, you see how I am. And it hasn't caused a problem because it has caused problems in the recent past, even that I've had to complain about on this show. I've been very lucky that none of my none of my recent uh, upgrade, drastic, stupid maneuvers, never upgrade on the first day. That's the uh, that's the mantra that I should be following, but am not. 
I'm lucky enough not to have gotten bitten on the posterior region for it. Uh, don't do what I do. Do what you say, it, not what you do. Do what I say, not what I do. I'm a... I don't even know at this point what how you could justify it. Because I've not only been bitten on upgrading my phone or iPad or whatever on the first day. I got my bottom bitten by updating my computer OS on the first day. Man. I could tell you some horror stories. <laughs> uh, one where I fried my whole hard drive and I had to go in and I literally had to make a Linux it was uh, oh, one of the big Unix distros that has since gotten unsupported I think it was K I don't know that one um, but anyways, I had to make a bootable USB drive from this version of Linux and go in and reformat my hard drives and reset them up in order to get everything working right because it borked the system on install. And it was my fault because I was doing something else I wasn't. That was supposed to be safe, but wasn't safe. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I have done bad things with just randomly installing on the first day, and it's it's chowed down on me badly. So I shouldn't be doing this, and you shouldn't be doing this either. So the fact that I have done it in the past few weeks, and I can still use my phone and my iPad and my watch, is just... Uh, Pure dumb luck. Don't depend on dumb luck. I love depending on dumb luck. I, that's how I roll. Do you, you know my motto, right? My personal no. motto. It, it's better to be lucky than good. <laughs> so watch out for Windows 11. There's a lot of unsupported hardware out there right now. And the list may get better over time as AMD finds out what's unsupported and why and updates drivers and stuff. Because we're yeah. talking cut we're talking cutting edge hardware. We're not talking about, you know, ten year old video cards. Well, that's uh that's sad news for anybody who upgraded. Yeah, I mean, personally, I use Windows 7 at home. I use Windows 10 at work. I love Windows 10. It's actually pretty good. Um, Windows 7 is great, too. I'm, I'm not going to rush into it. Um, funny story, you use some inside baseball from working at Microsoft. Now that Windows 11 is released, I can safely say that we weren't planning on releasing a new version of Windows. Uh, 2020 and COVID messed that up like it messed everything else up. And we ended up with uh, 
instead of just patching Windows 10 forever and ever, we found a lot of people were all of a sudden working from home and the PC was kind of making a comeback. So here we are. Okay. Anyway, um, we have a topic for the show today, and I'd love to get to that if you're ready. Sure, let's go. You uh, have caught up there. Well, there, there's two big sort of around the water cooler shows that we got to talk about today. And you watched one of them, the uh, the Disney Plus Fair, right? Yes. Uh, what if Marvel's What If that we were intending to talk about last week, I think, mm-hmm. uh, just went and wasn't done. So they dropped an extra episode this week. So the fact that we didn't talk about it last week turns out to have been good because it was the capper to the season. Um, and I watched all of What If Marvel's... Did I say What's Up? I don't recall anymore. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm flashbacks to that 90s commercial. All the guys sat around on the phone saying, what's up? Oh, dear Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. That was a Budweiser commercial. (laughs) So, no, it was not Marvel's. What's up? (laughs) It's Marvel's What If. Just finished this week, and I watched all of it last night except the first episode, which I had already seen. Mm. Um, And before I dive into things, uh, I want to say this. As with any series, some episodes are better, some are worse. Some have cringe that just makes you want to roll your eyes. Some could have had a lot of cringe, but they sidestepped all of it. And some were just so darn cool, I couldn't keep my eyes off the screen. Um, and I just barely realized that that was the Marvel zombie episode. So, uh, That may be kind of a personal thing for me because I love the zombies. You sure do. Um, So, in the end, though, the series had a really strong ending. Uh, Taking it out. And it turns out to have been All the individual episodes turned out to have been building up to a metaversal episode. So this series did what the Marvel Universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, did. Wherein you had a movie with Two movies with Tony Stark, uh, a movie with the Hulk, a movie with 
Captain America and a movie with Thor. And then you had the Avengers. And Hawkeye and Black Widow appeared here and there throughout all the movies. Um, this movie had a bunch of characters that it introduced, and they were alternate reality versions of the Avengers that we knew through the movies. Um, many of which were pretty cool. Um, and then that all climaxed. And this is kind of spoilers, I guess. So, spoiler. <laughs> um, uh, it climaxed at the last episode with those Avengers, those alternate versions of the Avengers being all dragged together as a team to stop, you know, a big bad guy who is out of control. Got it. Um, so yeah, despite the rough patches here and there, episodes that weren't as good as others, and, uh, full-on cringe sometimes. It was good. I enjoyed it. Had good action. Uh, insanely good animation. Um, although a lot of the shots they kept choosing required them to use computer animation. And cell-shaded computer animation grates on me for some reason. Uh, I just have this... It looks stiff and unnatural. Because it doesn't have the give that traditional animation does. Where an arm can you know, swing back and bend out of true, like you could point to that and say, no, the arm would not realistically do that, but it still looks better to be a bit bent out of true. It makes the frame of the uh, animation cell look better for those few frames it's in that position. Uh, traditional hand-drawn animation just gives you more freedom to do things that may not be rigidly correct, but are in fact better looking and more emotive, more uh, evocative of emotions to the audience, and they being slightly out of true actually makes them more emotionally expressive than being limited like a 
um, like a claymation doll is. Because a claymation doll only has the articulation you build in it. And you can't move it beyond whatever you've built in. Now you can build in an insane amount of articulation, that's fine. But whatever articulation you don't build in, that is, if you don't build the doll to bend in certain ways, it can't bend in those ways. And computer animated models are typically built from the inside out. So they have artificial muscles. Yeah, they have a wire frame. You have a wireframe inside and then artificial muscles and whatever on top of that. And then, uh, you know, the textures for and uh, for the skin and all the various things you stick on top of those. Um, So they're very limited. And that limited movement just looks stiff on the screen. So wherever you see computer animated cell animation or hand-drawn animation. Um, It looks stiff because your brain notices that it's limited. Um, They did did something like that with, uh, speaking of the animation, Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was a similar style of animation, but it it came out very good. What did you think of that? Uh, I thought the animation on Into the Spider-Verse was amazing. I just, I loved the style. Um, And uh, I thought they did a great job with telling the story. Um, I'm not saying it's a perfect movie. People, you know, jump down your throats for praising something they hate. But still, I liked that movie. I thought they did a great job with that movie. So how was uh, this one? How was um, what if different in terms of animation? Just when you could immediately tell when they switched over to having to computer animate it, because mm-hmm. immediately things got stiff for a bit. Got it. Then I, I guess they did a better job. Sony did a better job, <laughs> which is. I mean, I don't know how the hell that happened, but Sony did a better job. Um, They actually really tried to do different and funny or serious or just weird things that you wouldn't think of. Um, to they didn't just slap on a uh, trite. Uh, easy um, what if that that's just simple that you 
anybody could have thought of. They didn't go for the what ifs that anybody could have thought of. Um, well, what's, uh, I mean, the, the cover image that I keep seeing is, um, what is her name? Peggy Carter. As, Peggy as, Carter, yeah. As Captain America. Like, that's kind of an obvious one. It's, I mean, it's not the most obvious, but that's an obvious one. What what non-obvious what-ifs? Can you give an example without spoiling? Or screw it, spoil it. I don't care. Um, well, the what-if themselves are usually given away on the title screen. <laughs> oh, okay. Or, or, you know, even before you get to the title screen. Um, what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? Okay. I didn't expect that. It's like, okay, we'll see where that goes. Um, this is kind of a figurative one. Uh, what if in his car accident, Dr. Strange didn't lose his hands, but he lost his heart? Weird. Um, and I was all I was on board with that right from the beginning. I'm like, okay, so he's gonna go to Tony Stark, and Tony Stark's gonna build him a, you know, fusion arc reactor, and Doctor Strange is gonna become this world's Iron Man. That's weird. That's really weird. I'm down for it. Let's see what happens. Let's see where they go with that. Absolutely not what happened. Um, not that the story they told after that was bad, because it wasn't bad. It was actually a pretty decent story. But man, I would have loved to see that. Right. I get you. Dr. Doctor Strange doesn't become a magician. He becomes Iron Man. Oh. That's weird, right? Yeah. And then maybe Tony Stark trying to save him succeeds in saving him, but his hands get all ruined, so he can't do the inventing thing that we're used to him. And so he goes off in search of mystical and magical things and becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. I don't know. That's something, these are things that did not happen on the show. They're things I'm just speculating about that might have made a, a decent story. I don't know. Anyways. Um, what if... Uh, Thor had grown up an only child. Where Odin, instead of taking in Loki, uh, who's the ice giant's son, instead returned him to the ice giants, and Thor grew up an only child. Um... That's uh, 
it's actually a completely different place they took that story than anything I've ever seen before. It's it's Thor is a frat party bro. But the frat party he throws is on an epic planet-destroying scale. But it's just a frat party. But it's gonna it's on a scale that could destroy the world it's on. Sounds like fun. So you know how a lot of movies oh no you don't you're not on Twitter. Um <laughs> I was talking on Twitter this week about Legend and Willow, both 80s fantasy movies that had the same problem. They had epic fantasy. They had Lord of the Rings movie ambitions, but they didn't have the special effects or the budget um, to, uh, to, uh, Execute it? To execute it, yeah. And uh, this was exactly the opposite. It's a movie that would normally be like... Yeah, I hear you. That's really strange that they didn't have the resources to do what they really wanted but willow was kind of charming yeah i'm not saying they're bad movies they just had way bigger ambitions than they could realize with the tech of the time so big dramatic epic ambitions small execution whereas this story is small what would normally be a small scale story about a frat guy throwing a party when his mom's out of town, literally, that's the story. <laughs> but because he's Thor Odinson, God of Thunder, and he invites, you know, Loki, who's the head of all the frost giants, the king of all the frost giants, and he invites the Ravagers. Or whoever they are, you know, Yondu's gang. Uh, and he invites everybody from across the nine worlds and all of the other worlds they've discovered. And they all come to Earth to party down. Because he's an epic god and he throws epic Valhalla parties. It turns into this world-destroying thing. That was a what-if worth thinking of. You know? What if Thor is an only son and never really grew up? An only child and never really grew up? Insofar as the... Even the little bit of growing up he had done at the beginning of the Thor movie. 
that was a fun that was a fun uh episode they're trying really really hard to make good episodes with heroic themes and they're trying really really hard to make it about heroism and they're trying really really hard not to put woke politics first i'm surprised to hear that out of a disney adaptation of anything um so yeah kind of admire them for how hard they're trying bless their pulled poor little souls <laughs> <laughs> They're not all the way succeeding, but they're trying. Fair. And I enjoyed it. The fights are good fights. I like the fights. In that episode, there's a fight between another superhero and Thor that goes on and off um, throughout the latter half of the episode. They, they call a halt to the fighting because something else happens. And then the fight gets re-triggered because somebody else intervenes. And it it is actually a great fight. It's a good superhero fight. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of good episodes. And I, I really enjoyed the series. Um. And here's the thing, all of the voices, this is the other thing that impressed me besides most of the animation being, most of the animation is good. It's only a few short clips here and there that have that computer animation problem. And that's the point I was trying to make. That's why it sticks out as bad as it does is most of the animation is beautiful. It's fluid. And you're watching it saying they're like dripping gorgeousness in your eyes because uh, I, I don't know what shutter speed they captured at, but because it's made for playback on digital systems, not on camera speed, uh, it's very fluid. Uh, it's not choppy. It, it just... It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Um, and the other thing they did great was the acting. Because they've got all, except maybe in one role, all the original actors back to play the characters. Oh, neat. So when you see Captain America talking, it was Chris Evans. If Captain America was in one of these for two seconds, that was two seconds of Chris Evans' dialogue. Chadwick Boseman, who is dead now, plays Black Panther. Oh, wow. In all the, all the, because they recorded his dialogue before he passed away. Uh, but he plays Black Panther in the, I think, three different episodes where Black Panther is, uh, shows up. It's all Chadwick Boseman. Um, Love it. 
you know, they've got Rhodey in there. Um, they've got Killmonger shows up for a couple of great roles. Um, obviously, Tony Stark is, uh, it really is Rod, Robert Downey Jr. in there. Um, Marla Hill, who was the second in command of S.H.I.E.L.D. for the first Avengers movie. It's her actress showing up and playing her. Cool. I mean, they they went back. Yondu is there, and it's really him. James Gunn's brother played uh, a character of one of the Ravagers. And he's a major character in one of the uh, one of the episodes. I mean, not major, but he has a, a large speaking role. And he showed up. Um, the voice of Ultron, who is James Spader from the '80s, you'll remember him mostly. He shows up to play Ultron. I mean. They spared no expense on getting the actual actors from the movies to come in and do the voice work. And that's just, they are not cheaping out on these streaming shows. I'm flabbergasted every time I go to watch one of these Disney uh, streaming shows because I kind of forget in between like how much money they spend on all of them but it's especially noticeable on an animated series because if you were gonna cheap out the animated series is where you do it jennifer connelly from the hulk movie is in here and she get they got jennifer connelly they did not hire some other actress it's just flabbergasting the amount of money and work they put into the animation and put into voice. Uh, and I mean, I would say it's really good. It's not legendarily great, but it's really good what they've managed to do for this show. The technical aspects are, are really good, really, really, really good. But even the, stories and the themes and how they chose to do heroism because I mean these are superheroes so the theme of heroism and stuff Thor should have invited Kratos <laughs> great comment remind me who Kratos is and I'll tell you the character from God of War games the God of oh, War oh oh no, but the stone guy from Thor uh, Eternity? No. Oh, yeah. Tai Waikiki, TTT, whatever. TT. Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. They invited him. That guy's obnoxious. <laughs> worst, worst part of that Thor film. <laughs> uh, they invited Surtur. To the Earth Party. Who? Surtur, the big fire demon who actually destroys 
Asgard in Thor Eternity. <laughs> they invited him to the party. Sure, why not? Actually, I think that's Thor's motto. <laughs> oh, just a massive booze up with everybody you can imagine showing up. Drax is there. Um, so, yeah, I would recommend this, um, especially if you've already got Disney Plus anyway. You've probably already seen it. Um, it entertained me. And it was worth my time. Um, and there's nine episodes, each of which is half an hour, so it's four and a half hours. Uh, I watched uh, all of it except one episode last night. So I'd seen that one episode the first time I saw the series. I mean, first time it brought uh, it was released, and then I just stopped watching them because I started reading books. And uh, I'm sorry, I will read books over movies if I have a choice. I hear you. I'm I'm glad uh, glad there's uh, I'm glad there's a worthwhile show in there. I don't have much um, faith in 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 Disney these days and in Marvel in particular. Uh, but that's okay. We can talk about. We can talk about books and everything else next time. Is there anything we missed? I don't know. Do you have any questions? Anything you'd like amplified? I have asked everything I wanted to ask and more. Are there any... Uh, <laughs> sounds like the party Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. We get our cheesy jokes in. Got to. Uh, Megabuster Shepard uh, recommends Earth's Mightiest Heroes. It says, if anyone wants a good Marvel superhero show, try that. That's not an endorsement. I also didn't realize what his picture was when I clicked on it. Now I do, and I'm horrified. I'm going to click on it and just make it disappear. Um, but no, uh, that's it. I'm satisfied. I, I think All next right. time, ne by the time we get together, I'll have seen a handful of more horror movies, and I'm going to finish up, just so that you guys know, I'm going to finish up Squid Game, new Netflix show, extremely violent. I've, it, I, all your friends might be talking about it. If you're not sure whether you want to see it, let me uh, let me view that for you. Uh, yeah, Squid Game is apparently part of a Japanese subgenre of thriller, I guess, that I hadn't known that I've apparently become a fan of because I saw the Battle Royale movies and I saw um, Alice in Borderlands, um, which was a previous Netflix series. That's the same thing where people go through a bunch of death traps and try to kill each other in hopes of getting, you know, sent home or a big prize. And um, Squid Game is directly in line with those. So apparently I've become a fan of that genre. I haven't seen Squid Game yet, but 
then again, it hasn't all been released yet. How many more episodes do they have? Uh, the first full season is available on Netflix, and it's oh. nine episodes. Are they hour-long episodes? Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty long watch, show. I'll have to watch that, uh, too, so we can – so I can hold up my – my part of the show. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking to you about this next time. What is Rivet Men? I have no idea. I didn't Ardenon's... even bother. Rivet Men? I didn't even Google it. Ardenon says, want to hear Daddy Warpig's thoughts on Rivet Men some show soon. Okay, you have to tell me what Rivet Men is because that gives me nothing to work on. Well, uh, shoot us an email, Ardenon. We'll 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 find out what's going on. Here it is. This is a tiny little, um, tiny little spoiler because I thought it was just perfect. You've got the Thor god of thunder throwing a frat party on your planet that could very well actually literally result in the, your planet's destruction, and you have to stop this party. So who is the one character? Oh, uh, who is the one character in the entire Marvel Universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that you would send to stop a party? To stop a, a party? A party. Stop a party cold. Mm, I'm drawing a blank. I bet I bet there's something clever is about to come out. Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not Good only call. does she have the raw power, she is the biggest party pooper. Yep. In all the Marvel Universe. And multiverse, apparently. So that's who they call for help. <laughs> and she is, they even, they just play it straight. It's brilliant. <laughs> she shows up. She's frowning. She has superpowers. She's always... Just utterly humorless. It's awesome. You have to watch that episode just to see the ultimate party pooper literally trying to poop on a party to save the earth. You, you have to. You can't let that go. I mean, that's just gold. That is a gold premise. <laughs> Perfect. It is, it's just, oh, it's so golden and beautiful. It makes me want to cry. <laughs> oh, okay. That's my last, uh, I do recommend the series. There are some rough patches. Oh, the second episode will probably, probably make you cringe because even though it's kind of awesome it's also way above cringe uh but yeah i i had a lot of enjoyment out of a lot of the series and 
it was worth it in the end. The climactic uh, battles were very, very much worth it. First, the buildup made it worth it. So, yeah, I'm done. All right, man. Well, thanks a lot for hanging out with me. Appreciate everybody hanging out in chat. I hope everybody enjoyed the show today uh, and decided whether you want to sit down for some Marvel cartoons. Uh, I hope to see you guys next time, next week. Same bat time, same bat place. Uh, in the meantime, I'm signing off for today. Everyone have a great week. All right. I want to thank everyone who came, uh, listened live. Uh, I also want to uh, thank everyone who will be listening later. Uh, remember, you can get this show on the Google Play Store, on the SoundCloud Store, and on uh, iTunes. Just uh, subscribe for the device of your choice, or you can get us on youtube.com slash geekgab, youtube.com slash geekgab, if you want to uh, see the uh, amazing commenters who uh, come and chat live, uh, or you can listen to the show about the same time just about every week uh, if you want to participate in the chat because uh, we've got awesome people in the chat, folks. I do not uh, lie. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We are shutting down for today. We are turning out. But don't you worry. Don't you fret. We will be back.